Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Undeniable Future Podcast. Joined here by Justice and Steve. How are you guys doing? New Year. Same me. No, you can't come in More that soft. Less. I said, how are you doing? Yo, I'm the same. I'm the same. I was there soft last go. year. I'm soft this year. Yeah, we got to hear you angry. <laughs> it's 2021. <laughs> 2021 came in hardcore, so we got to be angry about everything this year. Now, 2021 is lit. <laughs> Something happened? Hey, you! Oh yeah, we talked about. Jesse wasn't here. We, we were waiting for Jesse's take on, uh, on, on the events of January January sixth. Mm. But uh, I mean, we kind of had a lot of uh, never forget. Never forget. Yeah, January yeah January sixth. <laughs> Bro, they already got museums and stuff are uh, are collecting memorabilia from January sixth, so they can put it so people can remember today. Really? Yeah, the Smithsonian is. Where they can, People where don't forget, like the the podium that was taken and stuff like that. The horns. <laughs> I hope they get the horns, man. They gotta get the. They gotta get the guy's shoe that was on Nancy Pelosi's desk. They got. They also got. They gotta put that his guy. shoe in the museum. Like this shoe was on uh, the speaker of the house's desk, and he stole mail. <laughs> yeah, and and they also gotta get the the dude who was like, they gotta get a picture of that guy who was hanging from the, uh, who was hanging inside inside the. I guess that was the Senate, right? The guy who was like hanging from the balcony. Really? Yeah. Was a senator was hanging from the from the balcony? Not a senator? You say so? What you said? No, no, no. <laughs> the guy was in the Senate. Like he was. It was in, hot. It was hot. He was yeah. in the rotunda. He was oh, hanging from the balcony. Damn. Yeah. No, nah, they gotta put all those like pictures, that. man. Document that that stuff. Now they gotta get uh, all Trump's documents put in the Smithsonian from his Twitter account. Just screenshot his whole Twitter he's history. Gone, he's bro. gone now. It's gone. They got him out of there. Unfortunately, that he's not gonna be able to uh, speak to his people anymore. I just want to point out that um, a couple months ago, a certain individual did speak about this censorship stuff and say it was going to be a problem. And right now, it seems like everybody's joining the bandwagon, but uh, somebody did uh, Look, trailblaze that. All right, we'll give you your flowers. We'll give you your flowers. I just want to point that out. I ain't going to say no names, it. though. But nobody thought anything serious like this was going to happen. I did. That's why I was complaining about it. Sorry. All right, all right. <laughs> did, yeah, you about, expect, about about the... did you expect them to completely... Uh, deplatform Donald Trump on everything and for Shopify to join in. As as soon as they started uh, putting like little statements under every tweet that he made, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, this is going to be a problem because then now if they can do that, what's going to stop him from just saying, yo, you can't, you can't tweet anymore? Mm. Right? So people allowed them to do that for months with it, but every, every time he was tweeting was like, oh, this, I mean, it was, Trump did enable that too because he was not always speaking facts, but it's Twitter, bro. Who's on Twitter to spit facts? I mean, I don't think a lot of people are on Twitter to spit facts. But at the same time, like, a lot of people break Twitter's rules all the time, like, yeah. consistently. And Twitter didn't seem to care to start censoring people until after the election. So, I like, it, I, it doesn't make sense. To they say they want to protect the masses, which I understand after January 6th, so. Yo, Justice, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the censorship? Well, they're censoring people before the election. It was just people who... No one really cared about, so it wasn't a big deal. It's not like Trump's the first person that they've banned from Twitter, but it's the president now, so yeah, that's a much bigger deal than it was before. I don't have names off the top of my head, but I'm sure he's not the first person to be taken out. But uh, he's the second Trump to be banned. I don't know if the first Trump was banned on uh, Twitter too. Trump? Is another Trump? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I don't (laughs) even know about that. But yeah, I think think it was a, I think it was a bad call. Bad call by, I not bad call by Twitter. But everyone else who followed afterwards, I think that's the one that's crazy. Like Spotify banning him. Yeah, like what? Well, like exactly. You know, I was like, was it? Shopify, Shopify, <laughs> yeah, Pinterest. No. Like Pinterest, just pictures, bro. Like 
People just want to join in. People just want to join in, man. Companies just want to look cool. Mob psychology. It's, eh? it's the exact same thing that the companies did when uh, the BLM protests happened. They were all joining in. Yeah, they don't want to be left behind. Yeah. Because the, like, the liberals run stuff. So if you want to show people that you're part of the squad, just be like, hey, man, I did something. You know what? Like, the group project me, when you don't yeah. do anything, like like Pinterest. Like, what is that? Like, was did Trump even have an account on Pinterest? Maybe low-key. Yeah, um, he had a burn, eh? Like, I think the problem with this, it's not even um, that there's a political lean and you say, we don't want conservatives on this platform. You can't speak this way. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think even liberals who might see this happen are thinking, wait, hold on. You're allowed to tell me what I can and can't say on the platform. It doesn't matter if it's Trump. Right now, it's Trump. But let's say for some reason, Twitter changes the way they feel. They have new leadership and new CEO. Yeah. Now, if you're a liberal, you can't speak in certain ways. So if you look at the stock price, what happened to Twitter when that happened? It went down $3 billion. It's Facebook tanking. went down $47 billion. Dollars. Yeah. And those aren't all conservatives who own that stock, obviously. But I think a lot of people are concerned about what's going to happen in the future. With I have no stuff. problem with them being able to do that, though. Like, I was... Like I was arguing against censorship, right? But if it's your, it's a privately owned platform, right? And if, and and if they don't agree with that, and it's not part of their community guideline rules, right? They can they can get you up out of there. My issue was every time it's it's it's, it's a vital time, right? Like election time, and the president is tweeting, and he's saying stuff that's well not hundred percent true, and they put that little thing at the bottom. But then when the opposition is doing that, and they're also exaggerating. They're not doing that. They just let them I think go the, off. I think the issue with Trump specifically is he doesn't just say stuff that's not true, like by accident. He actually believes not, it. He, no, he doesn't <laughs> believe it. I think that's the worst part. Really? You don't he, know that? No, I nobody I mean, knows. I'm, 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 I will. I'm okay with saying and okay with putting it out there that I think Donald Trump doesn't completely believe everything he says because when people in the Republican Party talk to him and when you hear other people like McCarthy came out and said Donald Trump knows that he incited those people and he and he's taking some responsibility for it. Just hearing that makes me know that he doesn't completely believe what he said. No, but yeah. Because Trump, Trump, Trump <laughs> yeah. goes, we're going to go to the Capitol. I'll be there with you. And this guy went home. And he, went, he didn't even show up. He didn't even go with the homies. Yeah. I use that, homie. and that makes no sense. This guy set them up, bro. Yeah. He didn't think anybody was recording. You said yeah. it's a private corporation, so they have the right to, you know, manage themselves the way they want to, yeah. block people if they want to. But at the same time, I think the argument that was made, like, in the Senate was, all right, you guys argue that it's an open platform, but it's private. We can control it. At the same time, Twitter is so big now, and Facebook is so big, and Google, your domain is so large that if you could say you can't be on Twitter, it's almost like saying you can't talk to the world now. Because it's so interconnected now that the government's treating Twitter as if it's now a public entity and not it's, a private company. It shouldn't be like that. Yeah, that's, that's an argument you can the, make, but they're being treated as a public company for whatever reason. The now, biggest the biggest issue that I see, like like you're saying they're being treated as a public, like a private company now, right? Yeah. But the biggest issue I see is when Twitter does this and then Facebook joins in and you see all these other companies who have nothing to do with free speech join in. And then they also do their best to deplatform Parler, which was its own company doing its own thing, mm-hmm. but now doesn't exist anywhere on the internet. Right, so what, what's Parler? You want to explain that? Parler was a lot like a lot like Twitter, but what it existed for was they said they were pushing free speech, so they allowed people to say, "Yeah, I can't wanted. have that." So what happened was <laughs> Amazon started deplatforming par- Parler. Yeah, you saw um, other companies that were connected to Parler that would help them. Uh, Apple took Parler off of their app store. So 
when you see these things happen, right? Like you're like, okay, I understand the whole point of Donald Trump was going crazy on Twitter. That's where he was. That's where most of his fans were getting all of his rhetoric from. Yeah. But if it's not coming from Twitter anymore and people are starting to go somewhere else and then you shut them down there, then you can understand why conservatives would be mad and be like, hey, there's nowhere where we're allowed on the Internet. But I think. No, just are, make your own app, bro. That, that's, what, that's what Parler was. That's wanna, what Parler was. It so, was their own app. So how did they get decommissioned everywhere? If it because, was like, the way it existed, the way the website was made, it was made through Amazon system. Oh, and Amazon so took not them off. Own app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to make your own stuff. Like, you know, like we got, we got you know, the new Undeniable Future yeah. uh, website now, right? Mm-hmm. That's a Squarespace website. So if Squarespace was like, nah, these people are wild and they can just get rid of them. Yeah, but it's, that's what I'm saying. So you're using somebody else's platform to, to spread whatever it is that you want to spread, right? Mm-hmm. And if they don't agree with it, they can get you off of it. But I don't think that uh, Squarespace do that to us. The undeniablefuture.com. That's the undeniablefuture.com. P H E undeniablefuture.com. Yeah. I don't think they deplatform us because <laughs> we, we we really think through what we say. And uh, I think we're valuable as a platform at the undeniablefuture.com. And I don't think that when you ban someone from a platform, like they're saying that conservatives are saying we don't have a voice, we can't go on parlor, you took parlor off. But the idea that conservatives don't have a place in in media doesn't make sense because we know Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro, being conservative doesn't make you not profitable or unable to put yourself out there. But the problem is when you incite violence or people think you're doing that, mm-hmm. then they have a reason to take you or a higher reason to take you off. So the threshold to be banned isn't being a conservative, it's inciting violence. Yeah, and like with QAnon, right? Like QAnon is still online, right? And they those guys should have been out of there a long time ago. But... I mean, we're not making conspiracy theories on the unlabbyfuture.com. Not yet. But if if we ban, (laughs) if you ban Donald Trump from uh, Twitter, right? Yeah. Which I don't really care. Like you said, it's a private company. Go ahead, do what you got to do. But how about all those people who went to the Capitol now? You got to ban all them as well. I'm sure they were tweeting the same kind of things. Oh, yeah. Those people will be banned. Those people will be banned and more. (laughs) You think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not going to have access to phones, supposedly. Not only that, like... We were, ta- we were talking like today uh, on our group message, or I think I posted something, about the 14th Amendment. Yeah. Right? So none of the people there will ever be able to run for public office or anything like that again. You think these people that were running into a public <laughs> office were trying to run for public office? There was one guy. The, the, oh, bro. The, the most extreme the people are right? the ones who want to run for public office. There was the one guy who was a co- the congressman. I forgot his name. I wasn't following him. I, have, I really have yeah. almost no idea what happened. There's a guy day. from West Virginia who was like an actual... I, he, I, yeah. he just got sworn in like on like November 3rd or something like that. Yeah, and then he resigned. Before they can fire him, go storm the Capitol. Like, what? What are you doing, bro? You work here. (laughs) I'm not worried about the people who actually showed up. I'm thinking about the people who stayed at home and were tweeting about this kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Like the way Trump was tweeting, he wasn't saying like, "Let's go over there and burn down the Capitol." But a lot of people were like, "You know what? This election was wrong. We need to stand up. We need to go to the Capitol." That's going to be at least. It happens every election. Ten million people. But justice, I'm gonna push back there a little bit, right? So like Twitter. This is why I have a problem with what Twitter, uh, like Twitter deplatforming Donald Trump. They knew what he had been doing for years. He's been doing this the last four years. He had been literally threatening other world leaders on Twitter. He had told Kim Jong Un, he had called him Rocket Boy, and he's like, "Yo, do something, and then we're gonna, we're gonna blow." It. Like literally, your Rocket Boy is fire, bro. <laughs> he had been using their platform. 
to incite violence for four years. And then now they kick him off because they're like, yo, we see a mostly democratic um, government's about to happen. And these people are going to start controlling what, what we can do as a company. So it's about time we kick this dude off. But that's not even a pushback. I think we agree because you're saying that he's been <laughs> doing this for so long. They haven't taken him off. They yeah. got to take him off, right? What I'm saying is there's other... I'm saying they should have taken him off a long time ago. That's what I'm saying. These other people who are showing up to the Capitol, tweeting about it, other foreign leaders mm-hmm. who are... Let's just say Trump's not the only foreign leader or kind of leader of a country who... He's a foreign leader. Oh, yeah, he is a foreign leader. That's right. yeah. Canadian. I forget sometimes. <laughs> he's, a, he's the only foreign leader who speaks in this way. If you think that way, then you're, you're not paying attention. Yeah. So you're going to have to ban how many countries now? How many foreign leaders? How many people? Yeah, but impact, bro, and influence. Trump's influence and impact is like... I don't think any foreign, for, uh, any foreign leaders have 80 million followers. Yo. Or 87 million followers just listening so, to what they have to say. Some people are there to criticize. I'm not going to say every one of those 80 million people is there to support what he's saying, but a huge part of it is. And I don't think, I mean, some countries, are, like, we don't, we don't even have 80 million people in Canada. Like 35? <laughs> yeah. But, like, when all those people were following Donald Trump on Twitter, when they were constantly moving, like, they were constantly using Twitter in different ways, Twitter was benefiting. You know, they were making money. So now Twitter is like, nah, we just don't think this guy's Dude, worth it. That's what anymore. every business does. It's a business, right? No, but yeah. you start, a good If you start causing that, drama. But what he was saying was going against their own rules for years. But now they're like, nah. It was beneficial, bro. That's what. And that's my point. Yeah. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I see what you're saying about the money, though. But like, like yeah. I'm saying, they lost $3 billion on that day. This wasn't a money move. This did not help their pockets. Yeah, at all. but they, I think they're playing the long game. Yeah, bro. now it's like they can't they can't just take it back now. They can't be like, oh, sorry, we're gonna put them back on. I think if I'm going long on Twitter, this is not gonna help them in the long. Yeah, you can't you, short you, or long. You can't you can't put it back on because Trump will make you like <laughs> you rub that shit in. <laughs> you see, Twitter needed me. Like what? No, man, <laughs> we didn't need you. <laughs> yeah, they can't bring him back now. And yeah, they, and obviously they shouldn't. And obviously, as a company that big, they know they have the lawyers and everything. That will tell them you guys have the right to do this, mm-hmm. and they looked at all their options and were like, "We're tired of this guy," and got rid of him finally. But I think I, I think like, the, mo- the the mobilization of like the crowd and like you know just January sixth me- meeting outside the Capitol and then like people just <laughs> spreading that and then yeah. them seeing actually happening, they realize the power that their platform has had and they gotta curb it. Because mm. we're seeing a lot of that now. Yeah. Where people are realizing the actual power of social media websites and how big the scope is. Mm-hmm. And you have like the access you have to social media and what you can do with it. If you say that the president can't go on there, we're having a whole debate about this for weeks and weeks. Like, what does this mean? How much does this hurt the economy? How much does this hurt the country? Mm-hmm. It's only that serious because we understand the reach social media and what Twitter can do. So at the same time, it's not just that Twitter is, they're doing this wrong. This is a big mistake they're making. Also, we have to acknowledge that since it's such a big deal, we know that it's important. And at least we can say that whether or not there's a right or wrong move, the advance that Twitter has given to us, the advance that Facebook has given to us to speak to people, to share knowledge, at least that's a positive that we have from it. Yeah, I think there's like a lot of communities that do appreciate uh, social media for what it's done, uh, like especially businesses and being able to reach oh, yeah. to reach like clients across the world and being able to just ship everything. Uh, um, people who have a message and they need that and they want to send that message to as many people as possible. Exactly. Uh, social media is more than just something that we use. It's something that we now need because we've created this society where social media is 
it's more than just a resource that people can get on now. It's more than more than just a pastime, right? You used to be just yeah. like, oh, I'll just go and just check out what's on Facebook and then you just log off. But now it's like, oh, my whole business is on Facebook. And you're always <laughs> logged on. <laughs> people don't yeah. log off anymore. Yeah, you know I'm saying so yeah. Um yeah. you guys to talk speaking of like just innovation, like that's one of the things that we're gonna talk about today, right? Is innovation. And just like the how like that a whole social media thing has changed business over the years. Yeah, you brought up earlier that uh, Twitter's a private entity, and the, the idea we have about private companies is that if you're private, that means you're not liable to the public domain. You don't have to listen to what people are saying and say, you can do this, you can do that, you can have these people on your platform, you can't have these people on your platform. If you're private, you have ownership. But at what point do we look at a, a company like Twitter, a company like Facebook, a company like Google, and say, you're so large and so influential and so important to the progression of people all over the world that we can't let you Decide what you will and won't do on your company. Can't do that in a democracy, bro. They're doing it now. Like, at what point does it become a public good? At what point does it become a public good? Well, at what point does the government have the right to step in and say we're going to help? They tried that years ago, 2018, right? With Mark Zuckerberg. Was it 2016 or 2018? Yeah, they're trying right now. It was the Democrats, and they were asking all those questions they had. They had no understanding about, and trying to like trash on Zuckerberg, and he was like, "That's a terrible question." Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're just saying like now the government is trying to step in and being like, okay, just because your company you started in your back, you know, in your backyard, in your basement, uh, is bigger than everything we've ever done in the last 200 years. So now we got to take it over. Now we got to take it over beyond social media because even like if you're talking about uh, CRISPR, like human gene editing, talking yeah. about uh, electronic vehicles, at some point CRISPR is going to be able to revolutionize how we deal with the disease, right? And if it's a private company who owns that. Can we allow a private company to say, you know what, these people can get access to this medication, these people can't? Like, oh, you know what, the government's gonna step in now. I At just, I just happen? learned what CRISPR was. I watched uh, Al Jazeera. What's what? Al Jazeera. Yeah, that. I watched the whole thing on CRISPR. But do you want to explain what CRISPR is? Well, we're not gonna hash it out because it's pretty. It gets into pretty complex. Detail, but, yeah, uh, but just like the whole idea, what is it? Inaliblefuture.com. We wrote two blogs on CRISPR. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the short of it is. Uh, what gene what, editing? Wait, gene editing. It's on the dot com. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. We got that on the <laughs> But basically, CRISPR it allows uh, gene editing for DNA. So, what most diseases have and what causes disease is incorrect portions of your DNA. So you have errors essentially. And what CRISPR allows you to do is cut out sections of DNA that are incorrect, that have abnormalities, that cause mutations. Pull that out put a correction in and essentially just get rid of the disease. But you can do this even before birth. Well, the idea is you'll be able to do this to embryos and people before they were born. You can choose that. You know what, what the biggest uh, scandal was is being able to like, yeah, make do sure that. your child doesn't have heart disease, but also blue eyes. He's going to have this kind of height when he grows up. So that's going to be, yeah. the that's where it's going to get tricky is do we want just private companies and a few private companies to control all of that? And not just, and not even just with with CRISPR, right? With with a lot of innovations that are happening right now, you know, we have we get really excited when we see SpaceX on a on a ship that's going into space, but then we forget to ask ourselves, okay, if SpaceX gets so big and they control, uh, I don't know, like you, you know, uh, movement to Mars or something, is it? Are we okay with them having? With, are we okay with them having that kind of uh, monopoly, monopoly on that? And with some of these innovations, it's in certain sectors that are 
that aren't controlled by a lot of companies and it's very easy for monopolies to happen and that and that's why right now we're struggling with social media so much we don't understand how we can control these companies because they have so much power because it really is i don't want to make it seem like it's a, a scary thing maybe it is but it's, it's much more of a positive at least in my mind because all this means is that so many people have access to it that government bodies have to come in to control it so what had to happen first was enough people had to find utility in these services to say, this is good. This causes a benefit to my life. All right, now we need to control it. Did what, you think the fact that the government wasn't the one that was running, it was part of the success of these uh, like individual companies? So like, for, for example, right now we have the government saying that they're doing like the tracking um, app for, for COVID. For COVID, right? Yeah. But because the government said it, a lot of people are like, yeah, we're not touching that. Right, but <laughs> I, every time right? I see that commercial, I laugh because right? I'm like, but I don't know anybody with that app, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, we're supposed to, but then how many apps do we have? Like Roblox, bro. Roblox is, <laughs> Roblox is popping. Oh, like what's the, what was that one? Uh, the one that Apple had to get off Fortnite. We don't even know what they're taking from our phones or whatever it is. You just download it because it's like, oh, it's just a game. But something that actually saves our lives, we're very skeptic about it. Not because it's not a good app, but because of who's introducing the app. A so lot do of the you- smart projects, like what they do is, like we're talking about SpaceX. Lee brought that up. SpaceX is private, but they're given a government contract. So what governments are doing is they're giving contracts out for the work to be done because it's done better by private corporations. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the control now, the censorship, I don't know you can subcontract a bunch of people to go in and make sure Facebook's doing what they're supposed to do. You can't subcontract that, right? You know That's where the problem comes in. You know, as soon as you introduce government, it's, Facebook numbers are going to go down. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, the funny thing is we have, we have, I mean, three people here who generally believe in capitalist values, and we're the ones sitting here right now talking about whether government, talking about governments should have a certain amount of control when companies become too big. But isn't that exactly antithetical to what capitalism is supposed to be about? Well, it's not an absolute. The idea of capitalism is to make profit, right? Yeah. So if I think, I really do not think that the company is going to be profitable. I don't think that the good produced by the company is going to keep going forward if there isn't a certain amount of restraint. Because I, I, okay. the fear that I'd have, we keep talking about uh, Twitter, let's use that as an example again. Mm-hmm. If this platform is allowed to get to a point where they can say who can, who cannot say things on there, if they can decide what is and isn't right, that might be okay in the short term for their money and their pockets. But at some point, there's going to be a huge issue that we're not going to address right now. And that's going to cause the collapse of Twitter. Like I'm saying right now, if I'm playing the long game on Twitter, I yeah. wouldn't go long on Twitter. I think the mistakes they're making right now as far as censorships are going to hurt them for a long time down the road. I think in a, funny, might help them. In a funny way too, right now, a lot of people are mad at Twitter and, um, and the way that they've decided to handle this. But... It almost shows you how good human beings kind of are in a way because people notice that Twitter is censoring a lot of people with a certain view. Mm-hmm. They got mad about that, and Twitter is losing money. So it kind of shows that, you know what, as much as we think that like democracy has broken down or that people no longer believe in the same values, to some extent there are people who believe that everybody should have free speech, and that is positive in its own way, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of that positive gain we make with this innovation, like it happens so fast that we don't see the positive gain, or maybe we see it, but we acknowledge what we want in the future. And when we get what we want, or if we get some kind of positive uh, steps forward, 
instead of acknowledging the change that's positive, we just keep on asking for more. So it always seems like there's no progress. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, electronic vehicles in California, the statement they made about uh, selling gasoline vehicles. You see that? No. They made a statement saying that by 2035 in California, they don't want to have any gasoline vehicles uh, hey. being sold in the state. Wow. That's and China said the same thing by 2035, no gasoline cars being sold. That's so we up. were having, the, last year we have the whole thing about climate change is a huge thing. Greta Thunberg was coming out and going on her world tour, whatever she was doing. And Black now, Rock. Black Rock. Black Rock. But now we have a whole country, the biggest uh, population in the world saying, we're not going to buy gasoline cars anymore. That's a great thing. But I don't see it being praised or talked about as much. I'm seeing a lot more criticism of what Twitter did than the biggest country in the world saying we're not selling gasoline cars anymore. Mm. So I think that if we take the time to like look into these innovations that are progressing the things that we actually want, we can find a lot more happy stories than the negative story. Not that we should ignore the negative stuff, but... I just want to talk about the, the impact of all these innovations. I think we had this little kind of like back and forth on uh, the CRISPR thing we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And playing God. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the statements Lee said. Yeah, I named it playing. <laughs> yeah, we That's named actually it the playing title God. of his, uh, yeah. his blog yeah. on the nightfeet.com. So I want you to kind of like just kind of, because I, I, I had some things to say, so I want you to kind of like elaborate your position on that, and then I, yeah. I will... Yeah, absolutely. So my my main um, idea that I try to put through on that is when it comes to whether these things are morally right, and when I say these things, I mean we really need to look at when it comes to like something like CRISPR, we have to look at the specific points which we think that this is okay and this is not. If we don't do that, what will happen is we'll allow this entire sector to grow and it won't be restrained at all. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I don't really, I think that the technology that we're using with CRISPR and other gene editing um, technologies is, is actually good. It's actually going to be a net positive to society. But we have to remember that not everybody believes in what we believe. And when we get to the point where we can start deciding things like what, how tall you want your kid to be, how, uh, how intelligent you want your kid to be. I think we've been doing that for centuries. In what way you're talking about like Darwinism? Like you're talking about like, yeah, just, just, just like when you pick out your partner, right? Like there's certain things that is attractive to you, that certain traits that you want to see in your kids. So you go and be like, all right, I want like, me a six seven girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. All right. Direct attack at me. I, 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 you're right. I, I push that. I push that myself. Yeah. But the idea. Just don't want it to be done on on, on the computer, huh? Yeah. Well, I think the problem is, especially for me. I'm a person who loves sports. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. For me, it's like, like I, when I think I'm about so the, much work into this. When one. I think about the competition <laughs> part of it, that's where it bothers me. Like if somebody can just have a seven foot tall kid and just because they we can now put it, you know, we can now just decide and take out certain DNA, put in certain DNA, and then you're guaranteed to have a kid. Well, I mean, by a lot, you have also what happens during the lifetime of that person that will affect whether those genes work in a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But being able to have like a black kid with blue eyes just because you want to, I think that'll have a certain effect on the way people think socially. I don't know like if this in is our society. Year. I don't know if this is where you're going, but you kind of have the concern that, let's say you're a, you're a high-income family, you can decide, yeah. like, I want my kid to be 
strong, fast, intelligent, this exactly. color hair, whatever. Yeah. And this kid will dominate throughout his life. In a poor family, your kid starts at block zero and this kid starts at 10. So the more money you have right now, we already have this whole wealth gap issue. We have this inequality issue. How big is that going to get when I can put 10 grand down and be like, my kid's going to be the best, period. Yeah, and it You're takes, broke, your kid's going to be broke. It, it takes time for these things to become a public good, right? They get cheaper and cheaper over time. So that's what so you guys are calling. People, like, some people are going to be are going to be so far ahead yeah yeah then other people some are going to be able to decide things way before others can just simply because they don't have the resources to do so which is life but it, i was about extreme. to say that right it's, it's been going on for so long just that now but we don't want to make it worse mm. we, we we just we just kind of like reaching more into the control of what we've had for the longest time right right so like i was saying like when you when you're selecting whoever you want to be with right mm-hmm certain things you're looking at it okay how is this going to be beneficial to what i already bring to the table hopefully it works sometimes you get the opposite of what you you're planning right you're like oh man i got the intelligence and then she's gonna have like you know the physique or whatever i don't know what kind of bodybuilding yeah (laughs) right but and then they get her intelligence and your physique and you're not that physical right and then you're like damn but now with CRISPR. No mistakes. It's not just a shot in the dark. It's actually like, yo, I want them to have. It's it's like making stats on uh, on two K, you know, okay. my career. But <laughs> but then like, there are certain people who are going to be okay with that morally, and they're going to be those who have the money, right? But then the people who are against that morally, their voices are going to be drowned out by cash. Yeah, they also by cash get, and influence. They're also going to get drowned out by the people that are doing it, because then your kids are just going to be. <laughs> Not succeeding. You yeah. might as well just join. But like the, Can't the beat him, join him. The unfortunate part, it, I guess it's not unfortunate, but the reason that we'll have to have this fight and it's not just going to stop is because the reason CRISPR is advancing is not because people want to make their kids taller or stronger, which they could do that in the, in the future, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. But it's because if you have a heart defect, a genetic heart defect that you pass down, you could yeah. say, you know what, my dad died of this. I, I have this condition. If I could pay this amount of money to make sure my kid doesn't have it, I'll do that. That's the point of it. It's going to end up getting out of control over time. Do you yeah. think all these people but, doing plastic surgery would have hated CRISPR when they were kids? Or before they were born? <laughs> Probably not. They'd be like, yo, I could have just gotten all these, like, you know. But, like, there's there's so many positives for something like CRISPR, like he's saying, right? Like, if we can figure out where sickle cell anemia is found yeah, on yeah. your DNA. Yeah. Because that's something that affects uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, really melanated people, like a lot of black people. They have sickle cell anemia. Mm-hmm. So if you if you have something like that and you can go okay, we want to take that out, then you actually will make the lives of the black population in general better. Like immediately if we can figure that out. Yeah. So those positives are huge. My worry, my worry is just like when we get past the like disease part of it, and we start getting into people just being able to make decisions on what they want, you know, an embryo to look like. That's, I think that's a, the the messed up part is like the, the choice thing, right? Because then we all, we've had people edit how they look. Shout out to Michael Jackson, mm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Y'all okay. know how I feel about Mike. Uh, yeah. We've had people, you know, go and, and and change things about like their nose or like their facial structure or their body structure or certain parts of their body. But then these were consenting adults who were making that choice. I think now I think your point is the fact that these are embryos who don't even get a chance to have a say in it. I, I just even, born into as a as as a. I didn't think of that. I won't even lie to you. I didn't even think about that entire like, 
entire spe- like idea of it, it that these people won't have any choice. Hey, that's why I'm on this podcast, man. So I gotta bring a new perspective. <laughs> I think it's because no, that is no, that's a seriously work, like that's, that's a serious thing to think about for real. Yeah, I have the assumption that this stuff is always gonna work. But when you said that, now I'm thinking like, yo, what do you think goes wrong? You have to explain to your kid like, yeah, I was trying to make you better. Yeah, that's why you have six arms? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Like yeah, it's like a six arms. You gonna mess up your kid and have to explain to him what happened, bro. Yeah, had that conversation. But yeah. but my my biggest fear is that it'll we'll start to find things out about human, um, about the way humans think that we don't even want to know. I think we're more concerned. Like, I think imagine when people can start picking race. That's like that's the kind of stuff that my mind gets to. Yeah. Because if I can decide, like two black people can decide. We're gonna have a white kid because I know how tough it is to be black. If if people can make decisions like that all of a sudden, like that, I think that'll yeah hugely I th- change. I, th- I think I think the way our girls, girls, girls that be cheating would love to have that. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> this guy's thinking way into the future. I'm just thinking, man. Like, like yo, what possible use cases? <laughs> I'm just saying, like yeah. you know, you're like yo, but we went. Remember when that Christmas thing and we got the light skin baby? Like yeah. what? I didn't choose light skin. Like, no, I swear we did. It's like, nah, I didn't choose light skin. I was looking for Idris Elba. It was a clerical error. Somebody, somebody yeah. in the doctor's office wrote it down wrong. No, but I mean, yeah. like at, at at the end of the day, right? Like we we're more worried about the physical like uh, uh, effects of these things, right? Mm-hmm. But we've had the internet out for so long, and it has a lot of mental impact on just how we're raising kids now. Yeah, right. And we're not having as much pushback on just how people can just access anything on the internet right mm-hmm. like just parental controls are uh, are there but i don't think they're as strict as they should be for like when you have five six year olds being able to go on tiktok and have access to just anyone in the world who's on there you know what i'm saying we had like the whole thing with amanda todd a couple yeah, remember, years back right? remember, remember that, that yeah. situation right and it became national news and then I don't know if they, they, there are people who are actively uh, talking about this and stuff like that. But generally speaking, it's not the conversation that people are having to be like, oh, Internet and how it's changing the way kids think or how the way parents think or whatever. I think one thing about it is uh, do, do you believe that we're actually going to be able to have a voice in it? Because what we're talking about it right mm. now amongst ourselves, do you think that at some level, talking about Christmas specifically, is there going to be a point when there's like a referendum vote? They say, do you guys think no. we're allowed? It's just going to happen. I think it's going to pull but, up on people and they're like, where did this come from? But I think that's what Steve, I think that's what Steve is like trying to say, like what Steve is kind of alluding to, right? Like these things, when it comes to social media, we're so far behind morally on our like, you know, the way we make moral decisions about social media. Right. What we did was we allowed these people who could just simply make the technology to do it because they saw the profit in it. So we weren't at the point where we could actually be like, hey, we understand what this social media is going to do to us. But now, now we know and it's way too late. And that, that, that's, I guess that's kind of like where I was trying to get. I'm scared of, like, this is a lot, like, that's a lot of ability. And that's where the idea of playing God comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Is this is more than just like something like social media that will change maybe our uh, brain chemistry over time. This is something where we can decide someone's someone's um, pretty much lot in life from the very beginning, and it's it's really interesting stuff. Even if we could get rid of certain 
uh, disorders and stuff, I don't know if we'd want to, right? Like, think about it. We don't, we're not going to think about the moral questions about that. We're just going to do it because we're going to be like, oh, get rid of that disease. And then later on, we're going to be like, oh. I want someone to see, like, they have a case study on the impact Vine had. Uh, like Vine on, had, on okay. people's attention span. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Vine was a six-second videos, and now you go on YouTube, all ads in six seconds. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's also because people skipped ads, but also, like, content is now being made. Even the movie commercials are being made into, like, ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Like a movie ad is ten seconds. A three-hour, two-hour movie is advertised in ten seconds. Like, well, what, what are you gonna get across? It's just like one scene that's gotta Bunch be noise and explosions. <laughs> that's gotta be intriguing enough for you to go and be like, you know what? I saw that ten seconds. I gotta go sit there for two hours and watch this movie. <laughs> that should remind me of this thing. I was uh, I was listening to Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, and this mm-hmm. guy was talking about the NBA and their viewership because it's been way down the last couple of years. And he was saying that he had a ownership meeting with the other owners. And he's like, guys, if you want to have more viewers, you want to make more money, make the game 40 minutes, not 48, 40 minutes. Make the game shorter, add more timeouts, maybe make eighths instead of four quarters, and you'll get more viewers. And obviously, he was laughed out of the room. No one wants to go for that. And basketball fans will probably, like diehard basketball fans would hate that. Oh, that's like. But even the NBA is like, we need to chop the game up and make it shorter. People aren't watching the whole game. They'll watch the first mm-hmm. quarter. Team's down by 15, put the, open their phone up and like, oh, Kardashians are on? Switch the channel. We gotta yeah. make it quick hitters. Like the whole world is turning into like five second clips. Exactly, and that's. Wow. I mean, I don't know if that's totally like Vine's fault, but that was one of the biggest apps that literally had that, and then that became like a thing whereby, yeah, stars people got careers created from six second videos, right? And and now we're living in a world where you Even- try to talk to some people and say, like, oh. Why you why you have a podcast that's forty five minutes long and for an hour long? It's like you gotta have a six second podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but even like whole even intro like, is more than six seconds, bro. Even like advertisements. Yeah. Think about how long like YouTube waited for all of us to get addicted to YouTube. Need YouTube in our lives. You use YouTube all the time. Then they were like, now you have to watch an ad before you use our our platform. Now you have to watch an ad before you see what you want. Or pay, see. or pay not to watch the ads. Or you pay not to watch it. Ad blocker, guys. Like uh-huh. all this time, we were like excited watching, like uh, what was that guy's name? Like uh, Chocolate Rain and stuff like that. The people who really got into YouTube when it started, we didn't know that eventually these people were going to start throwing ads and stuff at us. Hey man, you were on YouTube early, bro. Oh, bro, I was on you YouTube back then. Huh? <laughs> you were on YouTube back then? Wait, when was Chocolate Rain? Oh, that's like 2009, early. 2010? Yeah. Like early. I mean, I had access to YouTube, but I would be paying for every minute I was online. It's not, it wasn't like oh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, you were, yeah. yeah, man. Coming from Africa is different. You, were you don't have the, access you were to in the, the internet. Developing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys had the Wi-Fi. Just, no, just stream. You can stream for six hours if you want. I'm not doing that, man. That's my... I mean, I'm paying for that. <laughs> Speaking of sound bites, uh, we were saying that we have a platform. People ask us why the podcast is this length. It's because we have ideas we want to get out. Fully, or at least to some, some yeah, extent, yeah, you want exactly, to get yeah. all the way. Yeah. There was a thing that uh, Lee brought up uh, to us uh, about Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. And he was making comments about uh, the COVID vaccinations and how uh, NBA players should get them first because of the amount they pay in taxes. I think, uh, do, do you have that up there? Can you pull it up? Yeah, I got you. Wait, wait a minute. Hold tight. The text coming in. I don't know why it's not playing. No problem. 
Um, if you guys haven't had the chance to go to theundeniablefuture.com, uh, you should definitely go check it out. Uh, a lot of you guys, you come listen to this platform because you want to hear our ideas. And we were like, how can we better get our ideas out there even more? So we started blogging and we created our own editorial sections. So you can listen to exactly what we think and and how, well, you can read exactly what we think and how we really milk those ideas and create them. And we're super excited about this. But um, yeah, at theundeniablefuture.com. Theundeniablefuture.com. You got to have that radio voice. What's, 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 that, what's that guy's name? Uh, Howard Stern? <laughs> no, the guy you guys went to talk to on the radio and you're like, oh, his voice was amazing, bro. Like, I was on the phone and just like, I couldn't believe it. Hey. <laughs> He was he kills it, man. Ah, that's all I got to say. We were working on the radio voice. We, you got that clip? Charles yeah, yeah ahead, Charles Barkley Charles. pulling up, yo. It was ninth season wearing the Rocket uniform. Four-team deal. Players winding up all over the place. James Harden in Brooklyn. Rockets getting victory. Well, I think they should let the NBA players and coaches all get the vaccine. That's just my personal opinion. I, 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 don't I, I think you. I don't. I don't, I don't think don't you know. can That's put the healthiest call, people I know, I'm in not, the world. Already, we're talking at the front of the line. We need 300 million shots. Of giving a thousand to some NBA players. What about what about NFL? NFL. I'm just getting rid of it. NFL players, hockey players. I, listen, as much taxes as these players pay. Let me repeat that. As much taxes as these players pay. They deserve some preferential treatment well, uh, for for life and death. <laughs> yes, yeah, the amount of money you make. Yeah, yes. No, no, I said taxes. The the I just said the amount of money pay. you make. Well, that's I'm back. Saying, that's no, on no, taxes. That's I'm saying the taxes. amount of taxes these guys pay. No. No. Okay. So that's Charles <laughs> so that's, inside the NBA that's a, on TNT. That's mad interesting. Uh, I think that was last night, right? Yeah, that was only like that was only uh, like a night or a couple nights ago. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah. yeah. What do you think? In, well, all right. So here's my problem with this: is if we take this idea and we push it to its like furthest limits, that what if people who are elite just want to get everything first? And we see this happen in other countries around the world. Uh, you know where we where we come from in in uh, in Africa, we see this happen with a lot of countries where the richest are the ones who have the access, and everybody else doesn't have access. Yep. So if we keep on if you take this idea and you and you really push it all the way it becomes super dangerous and it it leads to an elite class that can decide whatever they want to do with the rest of society i'm going to make an exception for vaccines <laughs> okay because right. i don't trust them vaccines anyways <laughs> so if they want to take the vaccine first go ahead i want to see what the effects are I'm saying, just go ahead, give it to the NBA players. Uh, but then it's not, it's not, it's not fair because these guys are elite athletes, and they have, they have like uh, different routines, and everybody else they have different meal plans, so the effects may not be the same. Um, I'm still waiting on Obama's vaccine, to be honest. But he did make the promise, but he wasn't doing on TV. You, you actually, you actually brought up a pretty good point. Even if we vaccinated all these athletes, right? <clears throat> These people are already some of the healthiest people in society. Have we heard of, I don't know about you guys, I have not heard of any pro athlete who has died of the of COVID. In fact, they get through it within a week. Lamar Jackson is out there playing football in the playoffs right now. He was He's fine. Yeah, exactly. I, so these people are already mad healthy. That's yeah. like, that's a... 
So, yeah. so you give I'm them. Sure there were some who had some adverse effects, but they're not the best guinea pigs. The smallest percentage. <laughs> yeah, they're not. <laughs> but with, with that being said, you heard the guys like Kenny Smith and uh, Ernie Johnson when Charles said that they were trying to save him. Like, no, 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 stop, 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 so stop. You don't just let everybody take a, take a <laughs> sip of that Bacardi before the show starts. This is what we're talking about with sound clips. I, I've heard enough about Charles Barkley and how he speaks. I don't think that, I think he meant what he said. And I don't think there's anything left on the table for him to explain. But I feel that if somebody else who was more, who had it more thought yo, out. When they say within life and, that, with life and death, he's like, yes. I was like, yo. This they guy, made it easy what? for him. He could have been like, okay, not life and death. But with these kind of issues, like, I think in general, there's so many things in life where, if you work harder or if you got inheritance, if you have more money financially, you can have a better life, more comfortable life. And that's not fair, but personally, I think that's okay for a lot of things. When we talk about healthcare, like the, the vaccine, the reason they can't give it to the players, even though I think if you have more money, you should have more access, that's what you work for. Having the vaccine given to doctors, ch- um, children going back to school, healthcare workers, elderly people, that helps the whole community, which means the NBA can go back faster. The point is to help the community, right? That's where the tax dollars are going to. My so issue. letting you get it first is actually going against the whole point of you giving those tax dollars out. Because the point of you giving taxes out is to help your community mm. to further your life. Yeah. Not to give the tax dollars away and say, oh, I gave you those tax dollars. Give people, them back I to think you. James Harden would not really agree with any of that. Yeah, he'd rather be spending what? that money in the strip club, bro. The tax money? Yeah. Yeah, he'd rather... He, he, he doesn't, going like he doesn't want to taxes make vaccines, to Brooklyn. Yeah. No, but this guy, Charles Brock, he's talking from a place where if I want... I don't want to give him an excuse or say that this is okay. You sound like you're okay. giving Barkley an excuse right now. No, I'm not. I'm trying to I'm explain... I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to explain... <laughs> Keep going, Justice. Why Charles Brock... Dig Barkley, that hole, fam. I'm trying to explain why Charles Brock... six feet now. Go for 12. Keep going. Could have taken it easy out. <laughs> yeah. Because he's talking about, oh, they pay so much money in taxes. That's why they should get this. Okay, let's say you, you paid, James Harden's paying $13 million in taxes now. Yeah. Because he moved to New York. He was paying zero in state tax, now he's paying $13 million. Okay, cool. It's a lot of money. Pay that to the government. What's the government's job when you give them tax dollars? Take care of the streets, make sure public health programs are run, public schools are open. Not because we want to take care of those kids, because if those kids go to school, they get educated, well, now they can run a company, sell something to James Harden. Now they can be a GM for an NBA team. Now they can sell a car, run a car dealership. That's the point. The point of okay. giving tax dollars and using tax dollars to buy the vaccine is let's make sure everyone doesn't die so the economy yeah. can move forward and you can play basketball next year. So even the idea of giving them the vaccines with their tax dollars yeah, but then not the helping thing is, the players. It's helping them less. This like thing this is, is not killing so many people that you got to take care of me first and then take care of I think that's what Charles Barkley is saying. But taking care of the other people helps the players more than them getting the vaccine. That's what I'm saying. The only... I hear what you're saying. The I only think benefit to yeah. giving the players first that I can see is if they are super spreaders. Like, these guys are just spreading the... the well, they travel more the than vac- the average like person. They're spreading the, uh, the virus more, you know? Mm-hmm. If, if that is his mindset here, and he's saying, okay, these people... Well, obviously it's not, because he was saying taxes. But... <laughs> but if that was the mindset, I would understand it more. Because then you can say, okay, these people are spreading this more than anybody else. More people are dying because of these guys than anyone else. Then that makes sense. But just saying that they've put more money in taxes. And the, point, the whole point of taxes is you pay by a certain percentage, right, of what you make. 
depending on what the tax law is. So you can tell you didn't think about this. So like somebody who, <laughs> so not like the, not somebody, the money. so somebody who is poor, yeah, they're paying less in taxes, but they're also paying their portion of what equal taxes would be. So I, I don't understand where he's coming from. I, I also sort of know why he said NBA players first before like <laughs> the gov- guys, government officials and all these people that uh, have to deal with rioters coming into the, Capitol Hill. I think those guys should get the vaccine first. I think the point he was the trying rioters? to make poorly. <laughs> you think the rioters no. should get the vaccine first? So they were out, right? <laughs> I, I feel like the point no, he was man. trying to make, not the point he was trying to make, but the point he could have made, because I, like I was saying before, I, I'm not trying to save Charles Barkley. I'm trying to look at it and say, like, how could you possibly find yeah, some t- kind of reason in exactly. this? Exactly. If you look at it and say, look, my his problem, I don't think, is about the vaccination. It's the fact that people are being taxed $13 million. I think he's mad about the taxes. Yeah, The vaccine, he didn't think about it at all because you can tell <laughs> his guys are trying to stop him. He's like, no, 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 yeah, yeah, with life and death. I think the money is the problem. And he used COVID as a way to get his point across and that wasn't a good move by him whatsoever. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't think he was. I'm just saying Charles Barkley's not really known for his, like, he's not. he doesn't have the, the most... For being an intellectual? Intellectual sound bites. That's why we have to yeah. elaborate right now. We can't just take a, take his word. Yeah, but well, we can. We can. There's nothing there. Can. And, and also, <laughs> nothing to analyze. And like. also, to be fair, that like group, uh, what are they called inside the NBA? Yeah, they're not. They've never been like, hey, we're gonna really think things out that we say. They just. It seems like they've always just gone off the dome. The reason why it's it so works good. that way, right? The reason yeah. why the show is so good is because they are they so natural. Yeah. Right. And Shaq is gonna do his Shaq thing. Mm-hmm. Kenny and, and uh, uh, Charles are gonna do their thing, right? Yeah. And and Ernie Johnson is gonna sit there and so he just was be, he was natural. He was his most natural. Self. That's that's it's Shaq just, is only natural. Yo, just go just look that, up Charles Barkley soundbites. They sound like Metal World Peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah. it's a good part of the show that they're able to be free and they don't have to worry about an ideology, ideological sway that they have to lean to, but. There's a line, and we're talking about life and death. That's an easy line to draw, right? And that's where he messed up. He could yo, say, he's "Once you start drawing, your homies, your homies are even saying, bro, like, yo, wait, what are you doing? Slow down. Once man. you start drawing a line, that's 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 the kind of stuff that urges him on. Like, you gotta know Jaws. You've seen it. <laughs> when you try to say, yo, you're going too far. Like, you think I'm going too far? Let me show you how far I can go. Because he made comments about um the the riots or protests, depending on who you ask, during the summer, and. Yeah. You could tell on the show the guys didn't agree with him and they weren't on his side, but they let him cook. They're like, all right, that's your opinion. It's all good. And that's a great part of the show. The line is, all right, let's not give vaccinations to elderly people. Let's give them to NBA players. Life yeah. and death? Yes. Then then you lost it. Yeah. So it's cool to see that they allow themselves to be free on their platform, but they also don't let it get ridiculous. And they allow you know certain ideas not to, not to run too far. <laughs> all right, so when it comes to vaccinations um we're gonna get to the big the big topic you know when it comes to vaccinations we've seen that all right in africa they were they were using a lot of developing nations especially especially like in southern africa like in south africa they were using them to develop the vaccine they were using those people as the guinea pigs, if that's what you want to, what you want to. That's say, exactly right? what we want to call it. Yes. Yeah, I, I yeah, you know, I, some people just get mad about you know, anytime <laughs> you call black people anything, but they were using them to try and create the, 
to try and pretty much make the vaccine for everybody else in the world. Yep. But right now, right as the vaccines, who's they? They? I, well, I, that would be Moderno specifically. Mm. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so they saying your boys. Okay. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. You're trying to lead to your Bill Gates. Keep going. I know. Um, when we see when we saw that, we were like, okay. That's what they, that's, that makes sense. Those are the people that they often like to use because that's what these companies do. But now, as we see, especially in Southern Africa, the cases of COVID are rising ridiculous, exponentially would be the word. Like they don't even fit on the graph. It's insane compared to what they were before. And it's weird because it's coming up at the same time that it seems like the vaccine is being, or at least, uh, Western uh, countries are trying to put out the vaccine as much as possible. So do you guys think that there's some coincidence to the fact that this vaccine is starting to come out in, in the Western world in, you know, places like England, Canada, United States, but at the same time, the people who are being used to test this vaccine are not going to have access to it. As we've seen in the past with other things like the, uh, uh, like the HIV and Ebola problems in the past where Africa seems to be treated last. I just want to say, uh, first things first, we've had this before where certain diseases go around the world <laughs> and it's a epidemic or pandemic. It's epidemics, usually not pandemics, but, <laughs> and then these big corporations decide to you know what we're gonna go to the most needy people and offer them help right and then their solutions tend to kill more people than the actual disease does and then they bring the 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 refined version to the first world and then give access to everybody else a, a more refined so we have we still have hiv as a problem in africa yes right it's far less of a problem. People don't really die of HIV anymore, but yeah. In Africa? Yeah. Like, even now, the amount of actual people dying, but it took a long time for it to get to the point in but compared to Compared to that in, yeah. in the States. It took a And then look at South America, right? Yeah. We're just talking about, like, these developing countries compared to the first world, but then all these tests have been done away from uh, 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 America, mm-hmm. right? We talked about the uh, Tuskegee thing. The Tuskegee trials, in, trials, right in Alabama, yeah, and then they got so much pushback, <laughs> so they just had to outsource that stuff and use other people as guinea pigs. That's how I feel about it, and I'm not really for that. Um, as an African, I'm like, why would you decide to go do that in my backyard? Um, you got people here, you got 360 million people in America. You can test it here all you want, you know what I'm saying? But just because there's that perspective of oh this is the first world in those are developing countries they're not gonna afford to do so we're doing them a favor even though their favor is killing more of the people than the actual virus is and that's why you're seeing right now we said the the vaccine came out and their cases started spiking i i don't so, i don't believe i don't believe what i'm about to say but but this could be someone's pushback what if they say okay if we take it to africa and test it there it's cheaper for us to test it there because the people so uh, our health, bro. Wait, wait, wait. Let me do. Let me just finish. Let me finish for a second. It's cheaper for us to test it there, because the people there want less, want less to do the tests. So, 
it would actually so if you're a company like Moderno, you could you could actually justify it by saying, well, if we test it there for a cheaper cost, we can actually get it done far quicker and and uh and have and it's a more efficient use of our resources and then we can help the rest of the world. Here's the thing quicker. about it. It's a test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So a test is actually you trying to see where this goes. It's not like, oh, we're giving them the vaccine there because we've We've, we've, we've refined the vaccine. We've made it the best version that it can be. We want to see what the impact is on humans. <clears throat> You're just taking a vaccine that you don't even know what it's going to do, put it in these people's bodies, and then you wait. Let's see how this goes. Uh, I, I haven't been following the, the testing going on to Africa, the vaccination, the deployment, how far along they are with that. So I'm not going to comment specifically on what's going on with the case. But in general, I think the idea of them going to Africa or, for example, China. Do you remember when they came out with the virus like months before everyone else? It's because of compliance and ethics, cost as well. But in certain governments, certain countries, the government will allow you to go there and basically do whatever kind of testing you want. But if you're trying to do a testing in the States or in Canada or in the UK, you're going to have to go through so many hurdles. So you have to many go through stops. QAnon. Yeah, so if you want to get the virus or the, the vaccine out quicker, you want to have the least compliance, least ethics, least checks, which means yeah. if something goes wrong, you're going to hurt people, but you're going to get the vaccine out faster. And I understand that. that and, would, that I, and I know that's their, why. That would be their justification. I know, I know that's why they're doing that. And that's why I have a problem with it because I have you, African roots. You know the people who are. Exactly. I know, I know, I know this, the, the, the subjects that they're going to go and be like, oh, you know what? We're going to test on these people. But with that being said now, like if I said. If they did that somewhere else, maybe I might change my feelings. If that's the fastest way to get, if that's the fastest way, and, I, and, and I, I'm just pushing this idea to try to get to all the way to the end. But if that is the fastest way for us to get the vaccine and we can help the most amount of people as quickly as possible that way, then is the, does the positive outweigh the negative? To who? Personally, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that question. I haven't think about it, but that's why I'm qu- that's why I'm saying not like I not like okay. looking at the actual what's going on in yeah. South Africa, what's going Just on with general. the testing. I'm saying in general, if that's the case, you know, is the is that a better choice if there's a net positive at the end of it? It's the, the thing. For me it's it's it's, it's the fakeness and and, 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 and the just being like, oh, like you said, Bill Gates is going to foot the bill for the vaccines for so many people to I take it. I didn't say anything about Bill Gates. Not you. I didn't say anything. Somebody did. <laughs> that wasn't me. me. Not, not right now, but. No, no, no. You know, I'm, I'm talking about like in my, in my case, that's just random has nothing to do with Bill Gates. I, yeah. I, I don't want to duck your question. I'll, I'll yeah. address the question that you asked. But when I brought up the governments, the reason I brought that up is because it's not like institutions are showing up and just being like, hey, random people, hey, you, 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 you're in the test. Yeah. They still have to get clearance from these state, state actors, right? So shouldn't we be looking at the government of Nigeria, the government of Congo, and say, look, these tests are happening. We don't think that you're putting the safety of your people ahead of profit. We don't know. Maybe these people got paid on the side. And listen, we're going to give you 20% cut on any profits we make from selling this drug if you allow us to test on you. Maybe that's happening behind the scenes. I think the pressure should be on these governments and not the companies because a company is going to do whatever they can do to get the product out at the cheapest price possible every single time. Their goal is to make They're going to do that. 
Yeah. We have to rely on the government to protect our people, not the companies. We can't say like, oh, look, Elon Musk, you can't do this, this, and this. Yeah, but, Bill Gates can't but, do this, But here's the thing. If you know someone's issue, I can give you an offer you can't refuse. Not, not the government. Not the government. I know, I know the government's issue. That's the thing. The government's issue is these are struggling countries and the economy is trash. If I'm going to say, hey, I'll give you $50 billion to go into your country and test this on a couple of people. You know how corruption works. You know how those systems are set up. Right, so you're gonna have the responsibility too. We can't just absolve you of the well, responsibilities because the, the company, you mean? Well, like, the well, company, yeah, because you're picking not, those countries not, specifically not because you know, not if they're not breaking a law. I know, but you're picking it like ethically. We talk about ethics, right? It's a business. I know. What but ethics? My issue is the, the, how ethical is that for them to go into these countries That's knowing right. that these 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 governments already kill their people on purpose? It doesn't matter. A business point. ethics are whatever makes a profit. Because we, we can make a change by So you're saying that if I was to develop a biological uh, uh, chem, chemical whatever uh, weapon, weapon. Yeah. yeah, right? And I say, you know what? I'm going to go to a developing country. I know that these people already kill thousands of people in villages at and once and, and try to sell to them and then actually get a contract there. I like that example. I'm not. I'm not responsible I, for that I just like because that. I'm a company? I like that example because yeah. it's illegal for a lot of countries to hold chemical weapons in the first place, right? And it's illegal to sell the chemical weapons. So there's a law in place that says you can't sell this weapon. Well, if your vaccine is killing more people than you're curing, then it's a chemical weapon, bro. Let, let me get standing. <laughs> I hate let me you get all. If you can I sell this vaccine, if you sell a chemical weapon, you're breaking the law. If you're buying it or holding it as a country, you're breaking the law. If they go and test that vaccine with all these people, they're not breaking a law. And when they sell it, not breaking a law. So if you want to change this, what do you need? To add laws and regulations. The problem with Africa is because the governments are trash and there's no law and regulation for pretty much any basic things in a lot of countries. Not every country, but that's the basic building block. We can't look at Walmart and say, oh, you're exploiting Africa. Yeah, they are. That's a business. And they're it's, sick, but the governments will protect the people, not the company. So, so like Justice, you're saying looking at companies is actually looking at the problem at the end. That if you want to fix the problem, you can fix it far before it gets to the point. No, but if I know what you need, if I know what your needs are, if I know that you're struggling, I know that you don't have money, I know you don't have resources, I can come here and build schools that take you 15 years to build in six months because I got the resources. And I can promise you all these things, Mm -hmm. right? And you're looking at the end game being like, yo, we need to have roads. We need to have schools for our students. We need to have this and that, right? What's a couple thousand people that are going to get tested really work to the infrastructure that we need in this country? Mm. I know what you need, so I'm giving you an offer you can't refuse. You can't do that to the states because you know what? They already have those things in place. And the there's so many uh, like, 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 like people that are going to go fighting and they have access. Like right now, you're talking about the internet. We're talking about the internet, right? And, mm-hmm. be doing, going, and going on YouTube. Yeah. Not many people have access to the internet as much as we do. To perform, but you can just be streaming all day, watching twenty movies, and not even care about the bill because unlimited Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. Are you mad? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you went back. Well, Steve. Not everybody has that. Well, so, Steve. Yes, well, sir. Steve. Okay. If you were, if you were to, if you were to fix that problem, right? If you, if we're talking about like, okay, we see the issue here, right? The issue is that these countries are being used by these companies and these companies are so big that they can pretty much control these these governments because they don't have enough regulation. Yeah. If we see that problem, how what is what is our 
best way at fixing the problem? I'm not saying that you know the the answer to this or that no, okay. any of us do, right? Yeah. But but in my mind right now, from just what we've said, I would say the best way to fix that problem would be to try and fix corruption as soon as possible. Yeah, but how do you do that? You just get a new government that is not corrupt. And how I don't do you have get the, I don't not, have not corrupt answer. people? I don't have the answers to that. You don't realize someone's I, I corrupt will, until they fair. have access to the power that can allow them to be corrupt. <laughs> I got my hand up like I'm in the school right now. Yes, sir. Go ahead. There was an election. Uh, I can't remember what country it was. I don't have it off the top of my head. So I'm going to try to speculate and see which one it was. But there was an election two days ago mm. in a Central African country. And when I was following it, what I saw was the, the president, the incumbent president, he basically shut down social media on the day of the election. Yeah. And then election viewers, this part is kind of funny. Election viewers who were supposed to like oversee the election, make sure it's all fair, the votes being counted properly from the states, were saying, I can't believe they're not letting us come in and count the votes, therefore it's illegitimate, which is funny because of the circumstances. But anyway, <laughs> the president did not allow any viewers from the U.S. to come in, make sure the votes were counted, shut yeah. down social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp. Election went through, and it looks like the income is going to lose anyway. But if you're asking how to get rid of corruption, it's very obvious when we have a president like that trying to do these things, look, he's out of power. When he's out, the new guy was in, all right, agreed to us that the next four elections, you're going to have these foreign countries coming in, overseeing your election. When, when the election happens, it's going to be illegal now for you to shut down social media. Which, you have those which, laws put which, in. Which foreign countries? <laughs> your choice. Because like, like I'm saying, this election, they decide. Because uh, we had that. All right, all right, We've all right. had that in Zimbabwe. And we had right, yeah. a South African president yeah. pull up. What, what not South Africa. Not South Africa. <laughs> Absolutely. So I I I'm getting where you're coming from, Steve, like heavy right now. Because if you take if you, what we what would take of to fix that would mean somebody has to get into power in a in a country where there's lots of corruption. You that person to has to get into power and then purposefully limit their own power over. And over no, and over But again not just them the Because when you be selected president You're not yeah. selecting generals You're not selecting people That have had access to this corruption For so long Yeah, yeah You get yeah, what yeah. I'm saying So when you select a person Into power that becomes a president Like especially in Africa right Yeah They just keep on the same Why don't Army mean, officials I don't mean, yeah. They keep on the same I don't mean just presidents I mean like Anybody it's, 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 You gotta any, overhaul the whole officials, system Any officials that exist there right The mm -hmm. only way to overhaul that system Would be for people to get into power and then purposefully do the work to limit their own power. But do you know who? So like right you know, now, you know who's next in line to get into power? The person who's seeing what corruption has been doing for the next person. The last person who was in power. That's yeah, the first person so in like, line. So the person who's seen how this person been for the last twenty years as yeah. president is the one who's like, "Yo, I'm next." And you're telling me now that exactly. I'm in a hot seat. That's the problem. I'm yeah. supposed to switch it up. That's why I'm get saying it's here. so obvious to see the corruption. <laughs> you're saying, "Okay, next guy in line." We saw what happened in Zim 2017. Yeah. Somebody comes in line. It's a military general of the same party. What do you think is going to happen? I'm yeah. saying it's not like they come in and we're like, oh, I can't believe this guy's corrupt. We know who is corrupt and we know who isn't corrupt. Dude's nickname is Crocodile. What's happening now? <laughs> what's happening now is a lot of countries, they are electing the leader who the people say is less corrupt or isn't corrupt. That's who they elect. Yeah. And that person loses the election year after year after year after because year. Because of corruption. 
Yeah, corruption because, is it's like it's like no, but now they're it's not just and they're just taking the money right they fix elections they do all these things these, you know they intimidate people but you ask they, how to fix it this corruption though is like count the election votes corruption votes. corruption spreads yeah but if i can limit out. access to who's coming in to count the votes then i have I, i'm i'm the sitting president what, what are you gonna do you're just a guy who's running for president anybody can run for president i can run for president you running i'm not <laughs> but i could no but that's what i'm saying though like not yet that's why I'm. That's my point, Steve. Is let's say you you are you have the morals right to yeah. go fix the system. If you want to do that, you got to go in. I don't know, man. Maybe when I get in that power, yeah. I might want some of that juice. And that's and that's another thing. You know, <laughs> there's a, there's that question always: Does power corrupt, or do corrupt people get into power? power? Yeah, that question always exists. But like even right now, let's not we we're talking about developing nations. Even right now, I'm, let's say like the United States, Joe Biden, he's going in the presidency, right? He's seen what Donald Trump's been able to do and the way he's been able to use his power. I think Joe Biden has the moral obligation to limit the presidential power. But will he do that? That's a good question. But like you were saying before, why would he do that? Yeah. Who's, who, why would you limit your own abilities? That's what I'm saying. Like, who is stepping in? The next person in line who has seen the system work. Joe Biden has been in politics for 47 years and seen every president walk in there, do what they feel, walk around with the nuclear uh, football. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then now you're like, you know what? And they've always you, assumed people are just going to be good. You I'm got a little taste thing. of the power, yeah. and now you just got to limit. It's not going to work like that. I found the the election I was talking about before is the Ugandan election. Bobby okay. Wine is the one who is going after the incumbent. Uh, looks like he lost or he's he's down right now. I think the, they're going to finish counting the votes uh, sometime tonight. Yeah, thirty four percent, fifty eight percent. But when you see like these kind of people were coming in, Bobby Wine's a musician in Uganda, musical artist, and he became a political activist. He's on the street. He was getting arrested. He's getting beat up on the street because he they know he's not going to play the game, and the people voted for him because they're like, oh, he's going to change something. That's why they shut down the internet. Didn't allow. They cut off his phone connection, his wife's phone connection. They had like armed guards watching his house. Yo, if guys like him start to win, it's gonna happen. I say the next if he runs again next election, it's gonna be more. Yeah, than but this. they're getting bodied. What do you mean getting bodied in election? No, that they're they're <laughs> trying they're getting to kill. They're trying to fight against. The they're system. gonna win. They're, they're going to beat the system. That's what I'm good saying. Pe- but just as they're good people who are fighting against an entire corrupt system, and it doesn't matter how good you are, how do you beat that corrupt system? It gets beat. It's happened before. You want me to list off the nations where there's a corrupt system and it got beat? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, actually, I actually do. I want to hear this. France. Yeah. Egypt. The yeah. United States before the revolution. Caesar. Julius Caesar. Rome. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, yeah, I can go yeah. across the world. Now. All right. Because this idea, basically, what you're saying is, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I'm hearing is, okay, it's bad. Yeah, don't you dare put words in my mouth, bro. I won't do that. <laughs> I'll make the statement. You can go ahead, react. Go ahead, go ahead. But basically, what I was hearing and why, like, I reacted so intensely to it, as intense as I can get. Yeah. Is. Basically, what I was hearing is like, look, you were it's bad. Look at these politicians. How, how do you get rid of them? Once he's out, there's another bad one. There's another bad one. Basically, what I'm hearing is it's going to be bad forever. Everyone's bad. It's gonna be like, you can fix no, it. Yeah, I don't there's think actual been ways bad, we can fix it. But that's it's like, getting better. But it that's what I'm better. saying. Like, I think what I was trying to say before, I think the only way to fix that is for people to go in and who have the right moral compass whatever that may be to help the country. But here's the thing. My point and to is... to use it to, to, to change things, right? And we saw in... Ah, I don't want to misstate this country. But they had a new leader, and, you know, in, cer- in certain African countries, people just, like, they show up to work late. It's whatever. They're used to that. And then he okay. actually put in a law that was like, yo, you show up to work late, you're going to get fired. 
And people were like, okay, now we're going to start showing up to work. Because they knew that he had the power. It's not no, corruption. Rwanda. I think that's Rwanda. No? No, that, that is corruption. That is corruption. Corruption, <laughs> corruption spreads slowly. What are you talking about? It's CPT, bro. What do you mean there's corruption? CPT. <laughs> <laughs> it's very yeah. rare where a country doesn't progress over time. And yeah. that's why Zimbabwe is so dark. Because it's a country that's basically been on pause for the last... Not pause, regressing. 18 years? <laughs> yeah, pause. Yeah, pause, pause, pause would be nice. Yeah. Pause, would, pause would be lit, bro. Because we were good. If it wasn't pause yeah. from the 90s? Yo, that'd be crazy. Like but, Zimbabwe and Venezuela are like far exceptions. Zimbabwe, Venezuela, <laughs> North Korea, most of the world, as bad as it gets for politicians, it's not getting worse or that much worse. They're improving over time. And I think that there's actual ways we can make sure that people who are corrupt get out of power and less corrupt people because I think everyone... Some extent, here's the thing about corruption, right? Is when I'm running and I'm telling you what I'm gonna plan to do, when I get in that seat and I get in that, in in, in that, I guess, Oval Office with quotations for whatever country it is, yeah, yeah, you get get in that seat to become the president, the leader, Mm -hmm. you have new reach, you have new access, you have you, you get given so much, you know, I'm saying, leeway now that. Your morality has to be super strong for you to 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 turn down everything that these people like the people you think would need like here with the issue with Justin Trudeau and that weed foundation thing and yeah. how they were like you yeah. know you know what happened with that thing Still smoking weed what? no the weed no, foundation. The foundation. foundation no and no, I don't know about that his family was getting paid off pretty much off of the fact that he was uh prime minister but they were getting paid off from a non-profit foundation that's like the the short of it I guess yeah yeah and then and then you would think okay for someone who was the son of a former Prime Minister and someone with access. And his mom's one of the people who got paid. <laughs> she, she was like right? wife of a it's prime like, minister. How point. much how much money y'all want to make, man? Y'all had yeah. access for you for for for, 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 for decades now. You know what I'm saying you 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 generate like you're the second Trudeau to to run Ottawa or whatever. I don't know, I was gonna say the White House, but uh, what's it called? What's it called the house that the Prime Minister lives in, in Canada? What's it called? Let's go. It has a. It's called something house. I don't. I don't know what I was going to say something, but then it may yeah. might, some 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 communities may find that offensive. So I'm not going to say. Um, I'm not even going to guess what you're. But if you, to say. but here's. I think there is some positive, right? There is some positive. It had to do with being in Canada, though. Yeah. When we look at um, these developing nations, there are positives. So usually, these nations have really weak institutions, which means leaders have a lot more power. And that means when those people go into power, if they have, like we're saying, the right moral compass and they have an agenda to actually put in real good change, like Justice was saying, they have way more ability to do that than if if the United States goes dark right now, that's really scary. Because the institutions are, are created in a certain way that they limit the power of individuals. But if if a country like Zimbabwe, which is in a dark spot right now, the institutions aren't as strong. So you can go there, become, like, you can get these uh, positions of leadership, and you can actually affect far more change than just one person can in the United States political system, right? So there are that's a positive, I think, in its own way. And hopefully you go in there and you start to make the institutions stronger, too, once you make your changes. But hey, we can only hope. just say, man, when you when someone's running the country for um, almost forty years, yeah, and and yeah. you trying to get in there, and you've been fighting to get in there. As soon as you get in there, you gotta line your pockets first because I've been struggling 
for the last 20 years <laughs> to get in here. You can be a little bit corrupt. <laughs> It's, it's a slow game. You got to go from 100% yeah. corrupt to 90, then you slowly go down. See, that's down. what I'm saying. No, you can't but be, don't, say, don't say that, Justice. Don't give them I'll, I'll the give you, I'll give you a little I'll give you a real example. No, don't don't open that up. Kagame men said, the president of Rwanda, said, right? Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, go ahead. This guy said, you can be a little corrupt. You go from 100% to 90. To 90%. That's not a little corrupt. <laughs> it's not a little corrupt. <laughs> a little less. A little less. <laughs> yeah. no, but I'll give you a real example of what I'm trying to say. Let's say uh, Robert Mugabe is 100% corrupt. I don't think he is, but let's just say he's the he's the benchmark, right? Okay. He's out. Yeah. If the next out comes in, is any less corrupt? It's an improvement. Like Kagame right now in Rwanda is my favorite example. This country right now, they call it the Silicon Valley of Africa. That's what it's going to be right now. Mm. It's going to basically take over the manufacturing and the production of the future. Talking about computer chips, talking about uh, electric vehicles, battery power. And that's because the president came in. He said, you know what? I'm not going to make my country agrarian. It's not making any money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it a tech economy instead of relying on the states and China. We'll do it here. That's great. But at the same time, he also said, my term ends 2017. Uh, I'm changing the constitution. I'm not leaving. So on one hand, he's giving people the ability to go to work. He's offering the ability to pub, uh, pay public servants properly. He's changing the taxation in the country. But... But he's tasted power and he's I'm he not gonna want to limit his own power. He's yeah. like, I'm not gonna leave. So that that's the guy that's like sixty percent corrupt and then forty percent. Yo, I'm just saying that he's he's improving. That's, that's very optimistic. When you're looking at that, that your your graph that you're saying right now that's gradually going down by every leader. It's very optimistic. It's the facts. I'm it's thinking I'm that it's actually going up. Cause I'm seeing that this guy who just got in first is not using his power enough. Which guy? <laughs> Whoever's been there before me, if I'm going to be the yeah. next leader, I'm like, yo, you just took $20 billion out of the bank. You got to take your 40, bro. What are you doing? Nah, people don't take that, though. Once you, once you get a taste of something nice, you don't go back. That's what I'm saying. So, like, so with Wi-Fi, like, remember talking about Wi-Fi? Mm-hmm. When you didn't have the same access to Wi-Fi, you'd be like, it's cool. This is life. It's all good. Yeah. Give that person Wi-Fi free. As much access as you want, as much bandwidth as you want. And then send them back. Like, you know, you have to pay for Wi-Fi now. They're not going to take that. So if you give people access to jobs, work, lower taxation, you can't turn around and be the next guy and be like, now nah, we're going back to the old days. It's going to be a revolution on your hands. But justice, you can't hold that. Justice, we're also assuming that corruption isn't a norm, right? Because we live in a society where it's not. So, Well, it's supposedly not. It's, it's, it's covert. No, I, I mean, it, I think it, corruption exists here. I yeah. think it happens at the highest levels. It's covert. <gasps> people like us aren't allowed to part, partake in the corruption. Really? Because we're not cool enough. Damn. But like... Those who have, those hey, who speak have, for yourself, Lee. Yeah, okay, all right. But <laughs> we're not cool. We're above. But that what I'm saying is, podcast. what I'm saying is, people who are okay. Let's say if you were born in born in Zim around the same time I was born, right? You don't know a country that is not corrupt. So even if you have like aspirations of becoming a politician. Your aspirations are also your. I'm looking at it. Okay, so <laughs> being politician allows yeah, you to do that, this, I'm this, get, and I'm that. I'm gonna get there, and I'm gonna be able to Yo, make money. I'm gonna wait be till to you do. see when I get in. This guy so, is nice. So the norms, the norms are to. different than what we have here, where people here, you know, at least our politicians say stuff like they care about people, but even though we know they don't care, to some extent they have to act like they do, right? So the norms are slightly different. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you, and that's what I'm saying. Is like the next person in line yeah. has been watching this person be corrupt for the last 30, 40 years, or however long that person has run the country, mm. and they've seen their mistakes, and they've seen where they fell short in their corruption. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the institutions are weak and they're and like, oh, I know where I can review. break so these institutions. To yeah. actually get rid of that whole thing is now you have to get rid of different uh, uh, bodies of that government or mm. different bodies of that structure that has been standing for so long. And yeah. how do you do that in one swoop? You don't. You do it over gradually over time, like just just was saying, right? Yeah. But how many generations are patient enough that when you're 20 or 18, when you first get the right to vote, you start voting in the right people, that by the time you're maybe 60 or 80, you start seeing yeah. <laughs> a government it that's takes, less corrupt. It takes time. It yeah. takes a long and, and time. And who's patient enough to do that? It's actually, it's, it's sad when we say it that way too, but it's like, for us, will we ever see our home nation get past corruption? And the question is, we might not. It might take a very long time for people with good morals to slowly get in there and change things. This thing, good, good morals are fine without power. Once you add a little yeah. power into that, it's different. Because yeah. now you have, you have to balance certain things and then you have access that you never had before. There are exceptional people yeah. out there, though. I'm going to use like a, a fantasy example. It's mm-hmm. not the greatest, but George Washington. He was the first. He was the first president. The dude with slaves. And he, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like I said, but he was president. And they say, you know what? Talking no about the slave owning president. What you talking about? Listen, let me finish. He had the opportunity to stay in office. There was no rule that he had to leave. But he's yeah. like, you know what? The what? idea that you guys had was, I come in, we have the war, I lead you, I'm the president. It's done. My time is over. I'm a step. Down. What if being a he slave owner down. was more lit than being the president at the time? I don't you, know. I there's, have actually, there's actually an example in Africa that you can use Mandela? somebody like that. Nelson Mandela, he he didn't have to Yo, man. he didn't have to like you I know, know step down. He finished his term years. I don't know. Twenty seven years in jail. Man, I wanna sit in this little thing. Everybody watching me where I'm going. Feels like Yo, there's prison guards everywhere. How much of a good person do you have to be though to be like, Yo, I'm gonna do my term and I'm out? After, because it's not true. After all those years, the revolution. This is the thing. The problem after with all Africa those years is in jail, though. the problem with Africa. The people that lead the revolution end up leading the country, and that's an issue because you have people uh, that are leading a revolution, fighting against a system. Yeah, and those people are not Revolu- born leaders for the new system that you want to put in. Revolutionaries don't hold up systems. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. These guys like uh, these guys go against the grain. That's who they are. They're built to do yeah. that. Yeah, if you're gonna grow up and be someone who, like you said, the people that were running into the Capitol Hill are not gonna run for office. I'm like, you think a person who's got balls enough to run into Capitol Hill cares about being president ever? <laughs> not, in a, not well. Yeah, you're right. Maybe not in a country with institutions like that. Yeah, yeah. right. So yeah. So I'm saying, like, if you're gonna be a revolutionary or whatever, we should. I, I'm I'm not calling them revolutionaries, right? But they they yeah. said they were doing that. That's what they called it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but. For sure. So we've led people who lead revolutions because then we were we were all under uh, 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 um what's the word again? The Bacardi is getting me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just pauses and looks uh, up. Yeah. We're all <laughs> under colonial nice. rule for the longest time, right? And we yeah. had to have revolutionaries to actually get that freedom that people wanted for so long, right? But then those same people went on to become the leaders of the new nations that we were crying for yeah but then they still had that they're not the they, they, those are not the people to lead and what Nelson Mandela did was is like yo I've done my part mm. you know what I'm saying compartmentalize like okay I was the one who was leading this thing for this long um I mean was sidelined for 27 years but then it came back and then be able to continue this journey <laughs> my part is done 
the next generation that is coming, the people that are younger, the people that know, and they they are gonna see this country go into better days. Yeah, they have yeah. some real all stars. They gotta step right in. And that, superstars yo, I gotta I gotta always give a shout out to my to my humanists out there. Shout out to Nelson Mandela. Guy went in jail. He went in jail a radical and came out somebody who cared about everybody's progress and everybody's pro everybody prospering in a country that is fair. And that, you know. That yeah, not a lot yeah, of people. I don't think change. I don't. I don't think you went to jail radical. You just you was always like that. You just seemed like a <laughs> okay. radical based on the perspective of where was in power when it was writing and about the, and him. the people that were around, like the people that <laughs> were around him and supported him. Yeah, okay. I like Steve Biko. Do you know about Steve Biko? Yeah, no, Steve, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Like, this guy was like a Malcolm X. Yeah, like yeah. That, that's like the perfect equivalent for that guy. Like he <laughs> was he was Malcolm X in, in, in the apartheid era, right? And he, he's not a radical. You're someone who That's was able to speak what was on the ground because of the situation yeah. they were in. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you take someone from 2020 and put them back in the 1920s or 1930s or the 40s or the 60s and then they yo just tell me a piece about what you think was going on back there. If they were a person of color, they'd probably give you. <laughs> if they were I'm not going to be able to come back and report. <laughs> if they're a person of color, they'd cry and they'd break down because they grew up in 2020. Yeah, you'd be like, yo, man. <laughs> Well, they're on TikTok. Uh, well, hey, it was another dope episode of the Undeniable Future podcast. We'll I think catch the, you guys. The next blog we're going to have, are we going to be talking about um, the issues in Africa with the vaccination in Zimbabwe? Yeah, basically? yeah. Be ready. Be ready. We got some dope blogs coming out. On theundeniablefuture.com. I don't think yep. we've mentioned it yet, have we? Theundeniablefuture.com? What was it again? Sorry, I didn't catch that. Yeah, who said the undeniablefuture.com? <laughs> undeniablefuture.com. I'm going to look that up real quick. Hey. Catch you guys later. I'm going to check this Catch one. Catch you guys next week. The undeniablefuture.com. Undeniablefuture.com. <laughs> <laughs>